This is Bridget Deneen with Guts and Grace. How to create space for yourself in a world that would rather you stayed small. This is the place to be for women who want to put themselves on the priority list and stop living on leftovers. If you're ready to reclaim your time, energy, and peace of mind, you're in the right place. It's time to insist on well-being, and it all starts here and now. I am here today with Rebecca Reinhardt, who is a professional choreographer, director, and producer. Her work can be seen in award-winning musicals and huge hit music videos. Rebecca's dance films and choreography have been showcased in film festivals around the world, including Stockholm, London, LA, Philly, Toronto, and Calgary, most recently winning an award in Prague for Best Music Video. So cool. Rebecca is a driven-ass woman, my favorite kind of woman, who kicked life in the pants before fully understanding what she was doing. During some moments in her life, kicking ass was the universe kicking her down, but she never let that stop her. In fact, she studied those moments very deeply in order to find ways to make them positive. Almost every aspect of her life seemed to involve some sort of a challenge. As an artist, even being a choreographer held its challenges. Choreographers are still placed on the other column on IMDb, even if the film is entirely movement and dance based. Becoming an unintentional porn star by having a sex tape released without her consent was no exception to the challenges she faced. With a lot of fuel for her fire, she let it guide her towards a place of greater inner strength. Rebecca, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to be with you today. I'm like, the, your whole background is fascinating to me. I love the artistry um, uh, and the idea of overcoming adversity and all these various challenges that you've experienced. And I'm, I'm just so excited to hear about your experience and your insights and all of the good stuff. Thanks. So, I'm excited to be on here as well. So good. <laughs> so to get us started, I just, I love to just kind of check in right off the top and hear about what's lighting you up these days. What are you into? Well, these days, I mean, dance and choreography are always something that light me up. So anything to do with movement just gets my my wheels moving mm -hmm. and another thing that's more just life-based is that i am absolutely loving interacting with new people and mm -hmm. humans and that is just lighting up every single day <laughs> So good. So good. I find this, I kind of go in phases myself. It's like I have my, my extrovert um, seasons. <laughs> yeah. that phase, I'm the same way. I just absolutely love like connecting with new people like you, for instance, you know, and, um, and being able to have some of these meaningful conversations. That's so cool. Um, and so next up, I would love for you to fill in the blank. I'm so glad I had the guts to. I am so glad I had the guts to show up for myself. Um, I guess continuously through life and especially during the situation of becoming an unintentional porn star. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so how do you, how do you show up for yourself in that, um, in that context? What did that look like for you? Oh, wow. That I got rid of almost everything to be able to listen to myself. Like I had to get rid of, um, conversations and and people even and situations to be able to just sit by myself and listen in and see what I needed to do with the situation in hand so um and then I also 
you know, I found help. I told people and they would help and some didn't, but that's fine. But it was just basically pushing the space around me to make space for myself. Hmm. I think that's so important, you know, cause I can only, I can only begin to imagine how much noise you would have been exposed to in a situation like that. Like I'm sure everybody had an opinion about, um, you know, how to deal with it and all of that stuff. And so, you know, for just for the average person who's not going through a crisis like that, it's hard enough to kind of sink beneath the noise so that you can hear your own truth so that you can hear that whisper um, from the inside out about what's, what's really best for you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I can only imagine how, how much um, dedication that would have taken to saying, no, you know what, I'm insisting on this. I'm insisting on, on creating the space that I need for myself. Yes. And it was a lot of work, <laughs> constant work and constant. I felt like during the process, I was just getting smashed down constantly and to be able to recognize that I still had to have some strength and find the strength to keep going was just, it was so much. And it was months of, of heaviness and darkness. And I've always been a very positive person, but during that time I embraced that side of myself, but it was also scary and overwhelming. And so it just took a lot to not stay focused because that's all I could think about, but mm -hmm to really try to keep moving on a healthy path and, and, and build everything into my life in a very strong, positive way. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine, like, I, it must've felt like a slippery slope, emotionally speaking, you know, like it's, that's, I just, I imagine the intensity of a situation like that, like the non-consensual release of a sex tape. And it's just like, man, could you ever end up in a deep place of despair? Mm. Oh my goodness. I described going through that time um, oh, in so many different ways. One of the ways that I talked about was that I thought I hit rock bottom in life a few times before, and this was just like 50 feet, 50 floors further down. And there were times where I literally felt like I was dragging myself on the concrete. And it was just, I felt heavy and it was, it was awful. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I don't, I, I honestly, like there were just some days where I didn't leave the house and I had some friends taking care of me at the time. Thank goodness they were feeding me because I couldn't think about anything normal. I, it was impossible to try and be a human because it was just so much heaviness and so much, um, weighing down on me. It was such a big subject. And you're right when you said before that people and, and this is fair, everyone should be able to speak their mind and have their own opinion, but there are some really strong opinions, especially around sex. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is, sex is something that I enjoy, but that was my, that was my, um, my experience. And that's who I am when in that situation. And it just got completely uh, thrown away and, and posted online. And it was a big challenge for people to take in. And, and you're right, there were so many bits of advice, which people care, people love you, but sometimes you really have to just be like, thank you so much. I appreciate what you're telling me right now. But A, you know, I had to also try to learn how to say that really hurts my feelings right now. That's okay. Um, I'm going to think about this for a bit, take some time. And I, I, I love you, but I have to do this in a way that's authentic to me, even mm -hmm. if it doesn't make sense 
to you, you know? And so I had a lot of those conversations and, and I still do. And I, I know I still will. <laughs> um, so I'm just constantly ready to stand up for myself, to stand up for humans, to stand up for love and just kind of tackle it in a, in a, in the best way that I can in, mm -hmm. in each moment. So, mm -hmm. so I imagine that this, um, this release of the tape totally came out of left field for you then. <laughs> 100%. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. <laughs> uh, and so, um, so when that happened, what were some of the, what were some of the comments that people would, um, would share with you? Like, in you were just talking about like people who do care for you and had different, different perspectives on things. What were some of the more difficult um, pills to swallow in terms of, um, you know, people's two cents that they wanted to throw your way? first initially actually when the video came out I didn't tell many people at all and I tried mm -hmm. to push it away and um I think oh I'm like shaking thinking about it I think mm -hmm. that's the um the biggest reaction sorry I'm gonna get emotional that most people expect you to um to just be okay and kind of pretend that it didn't happen mm. And, you know, I've made this choice now to talk about it and it's really tough. And, um, I think that was one of the biggest challenges was, were people being like, Hey, you know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to talk about this. Like, why don't you just pretend like it doesn't affect your life because you can choose to not have it affect your life. And I was always like, excuse me. Like mm -hmm. I tried to push this away and it did affect my life. I was teaching kids dance at the time and, and youth was a really big part of my life and I loved it and I just felt, I felt scared. That challenged every little bit of work I put in for my career. You know, I built this whole name up for myself and this is still something I'm going through, but I built a whole name for myself in the dance world and it's, it's based around youth and, and teaching dance and all of these great things. And that completely got shattered and I was worried. I was constantly worried that something would come up to ruin my life. And you know, that's the posting of the video or it leaking somewhere. And so the last release um, that my friend called me and said, hey, it's up. And this last release had over 500,000 views. It was on the biggest porn site in the world. Um, it was awful. And he said it was well-produced, all these things. And that's when I kind of went, you know what, this is affecting my life. I want to, as much as I can grab, I mean, I don't like the word control because we can't really control things, but I wanted to try to have some sort of control in my life and work this into my life. And that's really challenging for people still to understand because it is a tough subject, because it's something that most people don't feel comfortable talking about. And, it, and I also have something funny to say, people always said to me, Rebecca, you know what, it's a good thing this happened to you. And I'd always be like, man. It's like, <laughs> like time out. Oh, okay. what the? <laughs> right? and, and, I, and you know what, I'm grateful for that because um, they're like, you're gonna be able to push through if anybody can. And so right. that, was, that was said out of love and like comfort, but at the time, I was always like, damn, like, oh, oh. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then again, here I am talking about it, and I really want to help people. So maybe they were right. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. You know, it's like, I, I'm not a big... Um, I'm not super into the idea that everything always happens for a reason, but yeah. I am into the idea that 
very often there's a lesson, lesson or a silver lining or something like that. So we can take something from all of our experiences. Absolutely. Um, you know, so it's like a little bit of nuance between, like, to discern between those two things. Um, I'm, so I'm curious to hear a little bit more then about what led you to this decision to to talk about it. Because as you mentioned, you know, there you were under a lot of pressure to just sweep it under the rug, and that, that would be a totally valid decision too if that's something mm -hmm. that that yeah. um, you had wanted to do. Um, so so I'd love to hear a little bit more about that choice. Oh my goodness, there's so much behind that. Um, mm -hmm. First off, being an artist there's something I've developed within myself to want to emote and share through dance and movement. Yeah. And I think through developing that habit, I, I actually have also throughout my life have written out all of my memories and I've created a book of memoirs on the journey towards self-discovery and self-love. So there was all these components to myself that going through this experience, I just started, things were coming out of me. I was writing a blog. I was writing a book. I was, going to the dance studio and creating, it was coming out of me. So it was almost as if life was saying, this is your path. And I was trying to listen into my intuition and I just followed it. So it partly came up um, because it was just happening that way. Um, another reason is I discovered through going through the, um, the criminal side and the civil side with a lawyer and then also with the cops that there's a lot of work to be done. And somehow with this being such a popular thing, and that's a terrible word to use, Rebecca, but with this being such a common thing, now I'm paving the pathway for the detective to go through these cases. And I'm like, how is this still fresh? How is this still new? How is this still developing? And it started in 2015 that they recognized um, revenge porn and all of these topics um, as a crime, mm -hmm. but you know, I just was discovering and also with the lawyers, like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that I, I want to help in some way. And so me going through this and talking about this or, um, just going through it in the best way that I can, it, I'm realizing is helping pave the way for future instances. Um, and, oh, in speaking of law, like any victim, first off, is a victim. They're suffering. There's a lot they're going through. Yeah. And the law, when you choose to, um, you know, either go after the individual or the, um, the company involved with the releasing of the tape itself, mm -hmm. um, the, the law tells you you can't be happy. And so you're, for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not happy. Like, I, I want to try to be happy. And so I kept fighting like what's that saying tooth and nail mm -hmm. to try and be happy and also try to have a, a life again and build a career again in a way that makes sense to me with this in mind and you know and my lawyer is amazing and she's just like I'm going to support you whatever you want to do but me talking about this is negatively affecting my case um I just I have this is my pathway to be happy internally and be authentic to myself as an artist and a human and a lover and all these things for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, oh, there's just so many things that people have to deal with and I'm shocked. And the government is even taking away funding for victims in, in these cases. Um, and it's just happening right now underneath me. And I just can't believe, I don't even remember the question to be honest, but I'm just, <laughs> 
I'm just overwhelmed with how much work there still is to be done. And so I feel that um, me choosing to do all of this is, it's just, it's necessary. And I love it in, a, in an odd, maybe backwards way. I love this because we're human. Everyone like, oh gosh, everyone is so beautiful and is important. And these things can throw you off and make you feel so low that, gosh, I just want people to know that like, it's, you're going to be fine. Like it's, you're going to be okay. Push through it. There's people there for you who are here for you. I'm here for you, but put in work for yourself because you are so important. And it's hard when you're going through tough times to know that you are really, really important and worthy of all of this work and all of this help and all of this inspiration that you're creating or whatever, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, I really, I, what really stood out to me um, in part of in part of what you just said is how the idea of seeking justice and healing are at odds with one another. Yes, which is like super fucked up. It's <laughs> you know? so brutal. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like because the choices. I like I totally understand what you what you meant when you were saying that you know you're not supposed to present as happy like you to uh -huh. be the quote unquote ideal victim. Like you probably have to look like you're still super upset and your life is falling apart and all of this stuff versus, you know, the person who has managed to find a pathway to healing and is, is still, you know, out there and making, making the best of things and finding a way through. It's like that, you know, that must be such a mind fuck. To be Honestly, it's, you get penalized for trying to be okay. And let me tell you, I, you know, people seem when they're see, when they see me now, they're like, "Oh my gosh, you seem so much better." I am, but oh my gosh, no matter what, this has changed my life forever. I am not always okay. Still, you know, there's still so many challenges from this. So even in in terms of the law or the justice system, if I look okay or if I seem okay when when somebody meets me you know, there's so much still going on underneath that people don't see. And, and to try and balance the expectation with what you're actually going through with where you're actually at in every moment is it's, it's a lot. And, and so, you know, if you're trying to be happy and you are happy, good fuck for you, like <laughs> keep going because I uh, just, it's just, it's so much work. And there are lawyers now that are starting um, to say things like, my victims are not delicate flowers. My victims are powerful. They're badass, you know? And so there, there is, I think, a trend starting within the system to help people feel amazing through the process, hopefully. Um, it's just very new and it's not, like this is the very beginning yeah. point of that, I think, um, from yeah. my, what I know, yeah. Yeah, I totally hear you. I'm so curious to see like what uh, what a, a justice process would look like that was also supportive of healing at the same time. And mm -hmm. I think a really big part of that would have to do with totally smashing, um, you know, the expectations that we have around what a victim is supposed to look like and how they're supposed to behave. Um, and I and that's why I'm so glad that that you are talking about this. You know, like the more the more that I see women that are, you know, badass and strong and powerful and confident people and all of that stuff 
being themselves in the context of sharing the shit that happened to them. It's like, this is what shifts the culture, you know, because now we have these examples, we have like, we see it more often. And so over time, it's my hope. And I, I think that it's pretty predictable that over time, we'll start to understand that multidimensionality rather than, yes. you know, just seeing in one in one tone and expecting people to, to present one particular way because it is so complex and you're a friggin' human being, you know, like, mm-hmm. and of course, of course, you're going to want to try to make your way, make your way through instead of freezing at that moment in time and just staying, staying in that emotional space until the case is over. Like, eh. I <laughs> no, know that's you. exactly how I feel. It's like, look, this is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about like the emotional waves that you, that you've been navigating through, through all of this. Well, first of all, like how, how long ago was this? Initially, the first release I found was in 2013. Mm-hmm. And then the latest one that I chose to face everything was in uh, September of 2018. Okay, okay. Um, so you're kind of in the first year of, of really facing it and saying, okay, we're going to take this hat on. Yes. Okay, okay. Very new. <laughs> and so what, what is that emotional journey like? Ooh, well, I guess I, t- I sort of touched on it before, but it was the it was a time where I had to face every dark part of myself. Um, and the reason I say that is because I had to kind of face everything that potentially led to that point. Um, you know, all of my childhood uh, issues that I've created for myself that are sitting in my body and my mind that that brought me to this point. And so I had to uncover everything. So I was angry. I was depressed. Um, I would have so much energy one day for no reason. Um, I'd be crying nonstop. I'd be shaking. I felt, you know, I am a people person and I was anxious around people for months, like Mm -hmm. three to four months. I couldn't go to crowded places. I interacting with even one person was too much because I was worried what their opinion was going to be. Like I became this internal not shy, but scared person. And, um, oh my goodness. And I I went through many emotions and I, and even, you know, even happiness, but I didn't understand the happiness yet. Like it was, there were hints of it, but I'd be like, I don't think I deserve this right now. And so I, Mm -hmm. I ended up, uh, I have a, a transformational coach or a habit coach and she's drastically helped me through this because it's so confusing and intellectually your mind is just spinning nonstop. And if you don't catch yourself as you're going through all these heavy times, you, you can choose or let yourself like fall on the floor forever. And so, you know, it was, it was, my mind was spinning. Um, there was just everything happening at once. It was mm-hmm. every aspect of my life was reshaping, reforming. And so I went through every single emotion, every yeah. single thing that you can think of. And and guilt and shame, absolutely, especially with sex and the tape. You know, being a woman, you kind of touched on this before, but being a woman, and I am very sexually active, I'm very exploratory in that sense, and I love it, I'm safe, and, you know, I I enjoy it. And, and, Mm -hmm. And as a woman, you know, I'm still sadly seen as a slut in a lot of people's minds or or promiscuous or something negative where the guy in the video like he's fine there there's no perception 
from what I've heard from people where he gets guilt um, or shame placed on him, it's, it's, it's a woman. And I'm, I'm like, my gosh, I am a human and, you know, and not everyone's the same. And, and everybody, I think most people have sex. So like, why can't we talk about this openly? And why can't I be seen as a beautiful human or woman or strong or all this because I have a sex tape out, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Like how tired are we of that double standard? Oh my gosh. (laughs) You want to, you know, what's so funny. I don't know. Recently I've been thinking about being a woman so much and what it means Mm -hmm. that like shaving my legs is stressing me out. And like all of these things that we're expected to do, you know, we're expected to decorate our home in a certain way. I don't decorate. We're expected Mm -hmm. to cook really well. I don't cook. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is a lot. And you're supposed to be quiet and meek. And I'm like, I'm none of those. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's funny how, like, as much as, you know, it's 2019 and there are a lot of amazing things going on in terms of being a woman and, and how different it is now than it has been before, it is also, like, I found that as well when I, you know, when I did hit adulthood, I was surprised um, at how much of this shit is still lingering, you know, like stuff that we would think of as like 60s mentality around, you know, gendered expectations and all of that stuff. It's like, it's turned into this weird unspoken thing where like, mm. it's, it's almost like we're going to like gaslight women into <laughs> thinking that like we're making it up and it's not really like that anymore. And yet like most women that I talk to, there's absolutely this undertone of expecting many of those things. Um, yeah. So kind of like untangling ourselves from, from that whole thing and, and making conscious choices about what, you know, who we are and, and how we want to engage in life, um, regardless of gender and, and not falling into some of those shoulds, some of those traps. Absolutely. Um, and and yeah. you're right that people almost might potentially look at us and be like, no, you don't have those issues anymore. But then you're nuts. You're making it up. Yeah. You misunderstand. <laughs> totally. And you're like, on a daily basis, something happens that shocks me. I think we want to be at this new place as a society and everyone thinks we're there, but it's like the work really is just starting. So there's so much to still be done and mm-hmm. to be talked about. And, and um, you know, there's a lot of challenges that still need to be worked through. But you're right. Like there's this perception that we're already there. And it's like, no, 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 hold up. I just had a conversation yesterday where I was like, uh, <laughs> this is not right. Yeah. yeah. And, I, well, and I think also the way you were describing how like there was no impact on the guy in the tape, the, like the guy who perpetrated this act against you in terms of releasing yeah. it, um, you know, versus the way that, that you're perceived and the sort of feedback that you get, you know, I mean, that's, that just really sums it up in a pretty clear way. It's like, he's the person who actually did something wrong. <laughs> it's like literally yeah. wrong, literally against the law in this situation, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah. and I, I do have to say that the case is still going and, and, um, okay. Yes. It's so we don't know we don't know for sure. He said that he had uh, a hard drive stolen. So I don't know okay. if it's him, but thank you for clarifying that. I, <laughs> I, as, as I was saying it, I realized I'm like, you know what? I actually don't know all of the details of the case and I'm sure you're going through this stuff. So yes, thank you for clarifying. Oh, no, no, no problem. It, it just takes so much time. Like this is years of my life that I didn't yeah. expect that are, we're going to be going through all of these yeah. answers and questions. So, but yeah, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. But you're, uh, but you're right. Yeah. You know, I remember calling him the last time before I lawyer, I got a lawyer and everything. And I, I was yelling, I was in a small town and I was like, you're fine. Your life is fine. And I was like, mm-hmm. mine's changed forever. And, you know, and, and it was, it was 
I'm sure a lot for him to hear me yeah. yelling, which is, you know, but I was just releasing it because I just was like, this is unreal. Yeah, but, totally um, unreal. but yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, how the woman gets smashed many, many, many times throughout so something funny. like this. And, and it's not just women. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I want to include anyone going through this. There can be men, um, you know, women, people that are, don't associate with the gender. You know, I, I, I want to open up that it's not just a woman going through this. Yes, it mm -hmm. is more heightened for us, but I, I really want people who are going through any type of adversity to be able to link into this in some way and feel inspired by this. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I totally hear that. I totally hear that. So, so did it, did this affect your career at all then? Oh, big time. Because again, I was working around youth and I would go into areas and worry that people were staring at me because they saw the sex tape. And I know that's maybe a bit crazy, but it was just like this haunting thing. And so what I've done and actually what I'm still working through right now is creating a life with this. And so that's going to shift maybe temporarily the focus on youth. And so now I'm moving into uh, choreography specifically for film, music videos, things that I'm allowed to talk about and go through uncomfortable subjects with com like mm -hmm. in a, in a healthy way. Whereas it's, it's a really challenging subject for you. So I'm going to, I have to move that. Like I, everything that I've worked towards has to be shifted. Um, but I, but I feel good about it. And then to be honest, this, this campaign that I'm doing from all of this is really turning into a big endeavor and I love it and I want to keep focusing on it. And so that's now a part of my career, this campaign and, you know, more choreography from uh, adults, I guess, if you want to easily mm -hmm. classify it. Right. Um, but right. yeah, it, it completely changed my life and my career. Yeah. So can you tell us more about your campaign? Yes, um, I definitely can. So uh, this campaign is basically just turning into a platform for me to talk about what happened to myself and through sharing honestly what happened to me throughout the experience and um, ah, documenting every step of the way it's becoming this sort of and I called it a campaign because it's turning into a very public thing and um, so I've got I've, I've written books on self worth and my journey towards that, and I'm writing a self help book that's going to be released sometime in the future. Um, there's a podcast with a friend of mine who's a host, and you know we went through that conversation, um, really based around like the the case and moving through the excuse me moving through the case. But um, there's a podcast, and I I'm building workshops so uh, to help people that have gone through adversity. And as an artist, you know I've developed this. Uh, this sort of emotional side of myself and that's been my brand as a as a dancer choreographer is having the emotional side to my work and so it, it's kind of stemming into this this molded joint venture of uh, who I am and how I can hopefully help others by talking and by opening up the pathway for more conversation so this for example um, is 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 an example of how the campaign is creating those pathways to talk. So I would say that it's basically that in a nutshell, and it's the goal is to help people 
um, see a very real, very real side of moving through adversity. Like I do not mm. hold back on my blog, for example, and my books. It's very honest, very real, very uncomfortable and vulnerable for me. But I, I want people to know that it's not always pretty. It's okay. It still can be fun, even though it's sometimes a little woo-woo. And um, that you can push through and become an even better version of yourself. So that's the whole campaign is, is, is bridging people to hopefully be inspired to be the best version of themselves and move through adversity and, and, and know that they're worth pushing through. <laughs> right, right. And that mm -hmm. there, it really strikes me how, like just hearing the way that this has kind of morphed your, your career, it's like we can't, we can't always know where things are going to lead us. Right. And for all of the best intentions that we have around, you know, planning stuff out and having a sense of, as you mentioned before, this idea of control or um, intentionality about where we want to go. It's like you've really taken this super, super shitty experience mm -hmm. and like it's almost I, I feel almost like you're offering it up at, in service to humanity. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's kind of like. Because you're right that I think that we can all relate to the idea of something super unexpected being thrown our way. Mm -hmm. um, and that like, and then what, you know, like, and it takes, it takes a long time often. And, and I know I, I speak with a lot of women who are, you know, totally sidelined by some unexpected thing that comes out of left field and makes them question who they are and what they're even doing and where the hell they're supposed to go from here, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think regardless of what the impetus is for that kind of a moment in life, um, that, that the process you're, that you're describing and the conversations that you're, you're having are a wonderful example of like what, what to do with that, <laughs> you know, like where to go from here. Exactly. Cause sometimes you don't know. And, you know, I had a friend of mine who's in the limelight and he said, Rebecca, you not knowing everything is actually probably very comforting to any person going through adversity or any victim. And mm -hmm. I really, it took a lot of weight off my shoulders because you know, we don't know sometimes what's going to come or even what we're doing in a moment if we're not paying attention, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of things happening. And so I think the more we talk about it and kind of feel through it. And as I like to say, as a dancer, kind of move through things, you know, I think the more aware we can be and the more um, supported we can be in becoming these better versions of ourselves. And I think that there's a momentum happening around this, but I think it's so great. Like, let's, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so through this all, what did you learn, if anything, about how to deal with the unexpected? Well, just as I took a deep breath, I guess I learned how to um, try and breathe through things. And to be honest, I think my biggest lesson with the unexpected is that um, everything is unexpected, if you think about it. And to just go at it with a, a mindset of curiosity and be like, oh, that's interesting, you know, or I reacted this way, that's interesting, or this happened to me, well, that's interesting. Um, and so curiosity, I think, is, is um, something that you have to really move through life with because life is unexpected. And, you know, as much as we try to formulate or plan, um, sometimes your mind, your thoughts in the universe all have different plans for you. So just breathe through it. You know, I, I've learned how to meditate from things in the past and, and really try to just stay focused on yourself. And there's a lot of noise and, and noise is such a negative word in my mind, but it, it sometimes can be. Mm -hmm. um, 
So just focusing in on yourself, trying to feed into your intuition in every single moment. Um, and then being curious and, and, um, my life coach said, you know, hold your hand through life and through this process, you know, and it sounds silly, but at the same time, it's so true. Like just be there for yourself. Yeah. Befriending yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. And of course, loving yourself. Yeah, what absolutely. What does that look like? Because sometimes we don't, we don't think about it or it's not taught to us in, in, in society or in school or there's some sort of disconnect. So it's like really, truly find a way to love yourself in every moment and especially through the unexpected. Yeah, that's such a good point. Because, you know, I think it's, we learn how to be proud of ourselves if like things are going well. <laughs> yeah. Like, loving yourself in the midst of the shit hitting the fan is, it can be a really interesting kind of of a a learning you know completely yeah navigate I love what you said too about you know remembering to to breathe um it's something that it might sound cliche um and it might seem obvious but at the same time it's like because I can imagine like when you're talking about this level of something unexpected happening in your life, like I kind of lose my breath, you know, like if Mm -hmm. I if I think about the shock of that, the intensity of that, the trauma of that Mm -hmm right? It's like, because it doesn't, it, it must feel like I don't know how I'm going to go on, you know? And so physically the body will hold on in that way. And it's like, there's this, this breathlessness to it. And so it's like, can this be happening? And I can still breathe at the same time. You know? And it's so true. And staying connected to your body is so important because your body's telling you so much. My posture was atrocious during that time because I was hiding, protecting myself and yeah. breathing into well, breathing to not pass out because I literally, you're right. It takes your breath away in so many ways. Um, but breathing through your body and understanding where things are sitting in your body, I think is also so important. Um, uh, you know, like it sits in your shoulders or if you get headaches or if something's happening, like it's telling you something, it's saying, Hey, you're doing something or something's not right. Like pay attention, breathe, feel through it. And, and then let's work through it. So yeah, and I think that really feeds well into the the next point that you made about curiosity. You know, because we can we can make ourselves wrong. We can want to cover up this, the icky stuff, including mm-hmm. like the physical sensations. Right, you can go into fix it mode around that stuff mm-hmm. um, pretty pretty quickly. But I really like how you're advocating this idea of like slowing down and and asking questions and really being curious about what's going on. And that's it seems to me that's another way of, of creating space for yourself. Like just as you are, you know, it's like, it's not this hurry up and get over it. It's not this yeah. hurry up and fix your posture and stand tall again. It's like mm. you're hearing the wisdom of that. Like the body's doing that for a purpose. You know, there's, there is actually beauty in the idea of that protective posture when it's necessary, you know? So it, to me, it kind of like when I find myself in those moments, it just makes me curious around like, how else can I protect myself in life? Like my body is telling me it wants protection right now. So like what boundaries can I put in place or what, you know, how can I shift my schedule, my priorities, my commitments in order to feel a little bit safer in my own skin right now? Um, Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious as well then. So we talked a little bit before about this idea of, you know, integrating this, this new thing, this new part yes, of, I, you know, I, I hope that this out a little bit. Yeah. I think uh, we cut it just for a second there, but um, yeah, I wanted to circle back to this idea of, of integrating the sense of a surprise, like the surprise in your life, something happens, something ha- comes out of left field and it makes you question who you are. And so I would, 
I would love to hear you talk a little bit about, you know, how you integrate that. Like what, what has that process been like for you going from like youth focused choreographer, dancer to like now, um, you know, shifting, pivoting in your career, but also kind of maybe I'm curious if it felt like pivoting in your identity at all and what that was like to integrate those things. Are you, are you still there? It cut out a little yeah. bit for me. Oh, you are? Oh, okay. fantastic. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, I, I, I think I caught as much as I could there and okay. sort of fitting through my identity. Um, absolutely. I had to shift and completely reestablish who I felt I was and who I feel I am. Um, I, identity is such a funny thing. You know, we think we are one way or we are supposed to be one way and when something like this happens and you have to redefine your whole life like it shifts every part of you like even emotionally i am different from who i was a few months ago and mm -hmm. um, mentally i am completely different so i i literally am a brand new human right now and my coach has kind of helped me be like have you ever tried to reintroduce yourself or tell your friends like I am a new person because the expectations of my old self and I'm going to call it old self new self just for this but mm -hmm. there's that expectation that I'm still that old person and I have comments um, said to me that I'm like oh I don't relate to that anymore at all and so it's like mm -hmm. I I'm constantly having to remind myself and others that I think I'm really different from this like I think I'm a brand new person from this and I feel, I feel great moving through this new identity and um, this new self every moment. And so, yeah, I mean, it's very interesting, but it's really exciting. And I think that's also something that people can hopefully have hope towards is that when you have something really big, negative, positive happen, it's going to change your life. And to see that you can become this almost brand new human and look back at yourself and be like, oh, hey, good job. Like, nice work. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said to a friend the other, or yesterday, I was like, I shock myself sometimes these days. Like I'm mm. proud of myself. And, you know, I, I never would have really said that about myself before. So again, I'm still shocking myself on how different I am and how I'm a new person. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> like, so oh, what's the most emotional? Whoops. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say is the most pleasant surprise with which you've like shocked yourself? Like what's the, hmm. the silver lining there? I'd say for myself personally, how, hmm. I always thought life was beautiful, but I see it in such a new way. Now I see there's so much strength to this new person. And there's also so much weakness, but there's so much more understanding and awareness. I think awareness is the, one of the biggest things that I am so happy to be moving forward with is that I'm aware of my past self, myself in every moment. And I love to dream. So I'm aware of my dreams and where they may or may not take me or if I take myself there. And so I think awareness is pretty much that um, biggest excitement and, and, you know, and I've always had this affinity for nature and I don't know, there's something brewing in me to want to talk about it more in the future, but, you know, finding all these little moments of beauty and really taking the moment to 
appreciate and love it is, is, is I, I love it. Like every day, even with a bunch of shit happening and even with really negative things happening every day, I'm so grateful to have that day and to have those experience because I'm human, I'm alive. I get to feel these things. I get to work through them and, you know, find a, a new interesting way or a better way to potentially deal with things. Like it's just, the excitement is unreal. And I've already mm. always had energy and now it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So it sounds like you've just got like, it sounds like your presence has ramped up even more um, just in terms of your ability to, to like tap into those beautiful moments in the midst of the mess, right? Like this, this idea of life being a beautiful mess um, and giving, giving yourself that opportunity to really actually experience the, the stuff that's right in front of you, like that, the exactly. fullness, the fullness of being human, you know, like I, I relate to that so much. It's like, um, I think before I went through kind of my own like dark night of the soul type stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I had a lot more fear around like the, the shadow emotions, the heavy stuff going through hard experiences. And then once you've, once you've lived through some level of adversity and you've witnessed your own growth and your own capacity to, to move through it, there is kind of like this opening up around like, oh, pain can be beautiful too. You know, like just this, this ability to kind of appreciate all aspects of, of what it means to be human. Yes, 100% and taking everything in as beauty, even the, the challenges, the shit, the darkness, like that's, telling you something like we're so lucky yeah and I find for me it makes me like better able to tend to my tender spots you know it's like because now I see a little bit more beauty like I don't shy away from it now I'm just like I go there with myself you know like if if you really do need to be cared for it like when you're feeling you know I'm really challenged by stuff um to feel kind of prepared to meet yourself there I think is a really empowering thing Big time. Empowering is such a great word. Empowerment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. I think you hit that on the nail. So what do you see for your future now? Like with this campaign being part of your life? I mean, it sounds like you've got a lot of amazing things brewing between the podcast and your workshops and all of that. I'd love to, to hear your vision. Okay. So again, being a big dreamer, uh, Mm -hmm. this question excites me. And then I also do want to point out that as much as I'm sitting here dreaming that uh, the unexpected can happen. So (laughs) I'm open, I'm open to the future, but I do what I see and what I feel gravitated towards right now is, um, speaking a little bit more about, about thing issues like this. And, and maybe there's like public speaking, uh, opportunities that I would like to travel around the world and, and do all these big presentations or conversations. And um, the, the, the love I have for dance movement and choreography, I would love to have a film come out or do a live dance theater show. Um, there's actually already a few people working with me on documentaries uh, for what's happened to me using me as like a, a base, but having a way bigger conversation right. um, about all of these issues, whether it's the, whether they're focusing on the revenge porn or sexual harassment, or, you know, there's a potential series that's going to be created and we might try to find a way to insert comedy. And so it's basically what I see for my future is just like a, a, an abundance of opportunities, which is available for everybody. By the way, once you like really think about it, I see abundance. I see 
beauty again in, in terms of both challenge and support. And I just, I just see um, connecting with people in a way that I've never understood or still don't understand. So those mm. are some things in a very big way. Those are things that I see for my, my future. Amazing. I'm so excited for all of that and to see what you create and what you facilitate. And um, it's really, it's really like a movement, you know, and I think it's yeah. such an important conversation to have. And I, um, I have so much respect and admiration for you for, for taking the charge um, and letting, letting your example be just that, be an example of, um, you know, of, of how to, how to move through this stuff. I think it's really, really needed and, and phenomenal. So, Rebecca, where can the good people find you? If they want to connect with you and follow your, your story and all of that, what, what are the best platforms um, for them to, to connect with you? I would say um, I have a website. It's uh, theunintentionalpornstar.com. What a great <laughs> name for your website. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, way to, way to own something. You know. Um, so they can go onto the website, and then from there, you can find the books, the podcasts, and all of the links. Um, social media is always a great way to see what I'm going through. Again, I'm very honest. So uh, mm -hmm. my Instagram, I am more... Uh, active on and that's right. at Rebecca Reinhardt so just my name awesome yeah we'll, we'll put that in the show notes for people too so have a look at the notes if you're listening and you're wanting to connect with Rebecca so good Rebecca thank you so much for being with me today and for sharing all of this goodness it's been such an inspiring conversation um and I really really appreciate your vulnerability and your your willingness to share your experience Oh, thank you so much. I have the biggest smile on right now that you can't see. I, I thank you so much. Honestly, I'm, it's a pleasure speaking with you as well. You seem so beautiful. And I just, I thank you very much. I appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much.